Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to languages for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Mask of Neomathotep now in our Egypt chapter. And uh, when last we met uh, with our gathered investigators, they had arrived in Alexandria and had made their way to Cairo, which is where we'll pick up our adventures. But first, we would like to thank all of our Patreon backers for helping create and support the show. They're, uh, some of them you are very much enjoying your having your hand of fate played in our story. If you'd like to join us in that regard, patreon.com slash the old ways podcast, we would happy to have you come aboard. And so now we're going to have our introductions. So to my right. This is Tiffany and I play Maeve O'Shea and I'm slightly uncomfortable. Just slightly. You're a little warmer now though. And so overall, a little better. To Ms. O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane. And I'd like to thank whoever gave me that dark hand of fate a couple episodes ago. Because I still need to pass my sand roll. Mm, yes, we'll get to that. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> uh, and so uh, at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle. And I'm finally going to get to see the pyramids. Mm, we'll see about that. <laughs> to uh, Mr. Mister Doyle's right. This is Lonnie. I am playing Adelzar. And... Uh, I am here doing the business that I was hired for. Ooh, interesting. Uh, to Ottles, right? This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. And it, it's not the heat, it's the humidity, clearly, that gets you. Yes, the, the age-old, it's a dry heat commentary. Yes. <laughs> and last one, most certainly not least. Uh, this is Alex. I'll be playing Sam Beron, who is weighing the benefits of engaging in an indecent proposal of sorts. Wait, like the movie? So as we raise the curtain tonight, we raise it on an evening in Cairo. And so while there were discussions last game about potentially securing a place of safety, one where the investigators could operate out of, in the here and now, in the moment when you arrive in Cairo, where are you deciding to lay your head that evening? We should probably get just hotel rooms for the evening, and then we can discuss. What is, um, we're looking for a decent hotel that is perhaps not too flashy. What do, what would you suggest? You seem to know the area quite well. Yeah, I mean, there are many hotels for them to choose from. You're not sure what he means by flashy, but, um, clearly... They have, they have certain luggage that they wouldn't like to have too many uh, British officials seeing or Egyptian police. Certainly. And so in that regard, you would likely direct them to Shepherds, perhaps, given its station, its overall station, 
money will buy security. Yep. And I will advise them of such. Did you say shepherds? Shepherds. Well, by all, by all means, lead the way, my good man. Shepherd's Hotel? Mm-hmm. Erected in 1841, this beautiful and historically large hotel dominates one section of the Cairo Street it rests on. The streets themselves, as you make your way walking towards them, reveal themselves to be just as packed during the evening with uh, many in the local area using the lack of sun to go out and finally enjoy the air. The spring air here is uh, very refreshing for locals. And you can see that there are many tradesmen, families, uh, even some dignitaries, uh, some that go by coach or by car that are enjoying the evening. Uh, But Shepherd is seemingly a hub of activity. It's like going into the Waldorf if the Waldorf had an enormous cafe in front of it where palm trees rest. There are gentle pools of water. It is very European (laughs) in many regards. Uh, You can see that there are a line of these dragomen across the street who wait with bated breath as European travelers exit and thus signal to them and then get where they want to go. Was it clear when we met Mr. Czar in Alexandria that was it clear when he approached us that he bowed to Maeve? He bowed. Given that she was in the center of the investigators, very Mm -hmm. difficult to tell perhaps from your cultural familiarity as far as who he was bowing to. Bowing is not something that generally happens in European culture unless you're talking to royalty. So it'd be very difficult for you to discern who he was bowing to, but he did bow. Okay. And you're not sure particularly if that's a Arabic tradition. Perhaps it's a thing that the dragomen do. The other fellow bowed too, right? He did, but it was more of a... Um, <laughs> Perfunctory. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't seem to be specific. You arrive at the hotel. Would you be able to secure us a couple rooms, Mr. Zar? Absolutely. You can walk right up to the counter and... Yeah, uh, you walk up to a maitre d' who stands outside. This is the person that you would uh, contact because you would know that dragomen are not allowed uh, on business inside the hotel unless they have a party specifically. Like, you can't go in the hotel unless you're with someone. Uh, Because this hotel, especially like many other European hotels, require a separation so that way guides don't fill the bar with uh, their business. Yep. Uh, it's also, quite frankly, probably from your perspective, uh, likely a lot of a, a lot of uh, baked-in racism <laughs> yeah. uh, to separate whites from Arabs. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and so the maitre d' sees you walk up, and yep. he acknowledges you. I have a party of six. Uh, you need some rooms. Ah, wonderful. And um, the party, uh, he opens a wide ledger. May I uh, ask who the rooms will build to? I will uh, look back at Jack. Okay. Because he, he seems to be in charge of security, so... So they were speaking Arabic. Yeah, they were speaking Arabic. You look back at Jack, 
not knowing. He looks back at me. Yeah. Okay, I'll uh, approach. Who's in charge of the financial arrangements of the party? Uh, I will. You gesture to him. The major deed looks at you. Uh, good evening, sir. Good evening. Is this your uh, dragoman then? Yes, yes, he is. Mm, very well. His English is crisp and perfect. And British. Very. Very well, then. Um, would you like to allow him entrance to the hotel? Yes, it would be uh, very useful for us. Understood. I'll make a note here. And um, how many in your party? There'll be uh, five of us, and plus Mr. Zara here. Oh. Wonderful. Makes a note. And then um, we should build the rooms to you? Yes. Anyway. He gives you a small slip of paper. Uh, take this inside to the front desk, and they'll make the arrangements there. I'm certain that there are some very pleasant rooms that you and the party can enjoy. Thank you very much. You're welcome, sir. I'll uh, wave the rest for a I give the maitre d' a big old I'm a porter smile as I roll by with the luggage. He gives you a um, seemingly understanding, don't mess anything up look. And you, uh, you enter the hotel. Shepherd's is a wonderful place. It is a luxury hotel here. It offers you everything that you possibly could want for finery or for relaxation. Um, the one thing that you notice especially is the sheer amount of servants that are waiting on people. You are not really prepared, those of you who are foreign to the land, to seeing people be waited on by very classically uh, white Egyptian cotton dressed people, um, locals. And there is a very specific racial component to it. It's undeniable. I mean, we're somewhat familiar with that. You are. From a different, you know. This, ex- this is, di- this even to you, Jack, this feels a little different. This feels more like there's an extra weight of almost subjugation. Yeah, there's a little dirtiness to it. There's a little, what it is, is this. The Europeans that you are seeing here do it are enjoying it. And the enjoyment part is what gets under your your skin. It's almost like because it's so ingrained in America that it's just expected. Yeah, or maybe, but, or maybe you've been ignoring it. Right, yeah. But uh, if you go to uh, Europe and it's not as okay in Europe, so when they come here, they make full use of it. Could be. What this is called is colonialism. <laughs> it does sour the finery here of the hotel for those of you who uh, who share those views. Your rooms, however, are fantastic. There are terraces here that look out onto the streets of Cairo that are second to none. The Esbekaya Gardens are nearby, and all of the greenery and beauty that is an evening in Cairo is on display. Getting settled is relatively simple. You have two rooms. Um, They require separation of man and woman unless there is a a clear marriage in place. And while the two of you have been pussyfooting about being married, well, when it when it suits you, yeah, yeah, it's true. You've been doing that. 
Um, unless you're going to continue that ruse, no, uh, no, no reason you'll be separated. That said, you're eventually settled into a nice room. Um, and Zar, while you have um, run of the hotel while you are here, as you are now a guest, or perhaps a little lesser than a guest, you are at least acknowledged by the Major D. Yeah, you have uh, the ability to come and go in the building at least. Mm-hmm. I'm part of the help now. You are. Mr. Czar, uh, if you would, I think we're going to be in here in Egypt for a somewhat long time. So we were talking about maybe renting a house or perhaps uh, some kind of rooms somewhere, somewhere we could be more private than staying in a hotel. I and, understand. And I think you would be the best person to do so as you are familiar with the city. There are some such places. Not a, not a lot, you understand. Uh, spaces at a premium. Places places with a with privacy. Uh, they cost. They cost a bit more. There's a lot less of it around. But we but we can get that for you. Yeah, we, we have we have funds, so. Uh, Lonnie sends Otto will not be staying here at the hotel. No. That is clear. Um, will you be returning to your own dwelling that evening, or will you be attempting to ascertain or locate some sort of um, additional private housing? At this time of night, you're not going to be able to get private housing. The thing I do want to do before I leave is um, break this hundred pounds that I've got in my pocket. <laughs> sure. Um I would like to break that down into smaller denominations. Really? Easily done I, at the front desk? Yep. I would do that at the front desk, and then I would, uh, well, first I would advise uh, Mr. Doyle that uh, I'll, I'll be uh, available in the morning at some reasonable hour. <laughs> Likely you'll be returning in the morning. Yep. Um, what, are, what are the plans for tomorrow? Because... As a guide, as a dragoman, you'll want to know, okay, what are you planning to do tomorrow? Because I need to be here. We have a few people we uh, are going to visit. Official capacity or or uh, personal business? Uh, we we have some, we need to ask them a few questions. A little interview, I guess. Um, we need to go see Dr. Clive at Mycernius. Mycernius is... Uh, but that's in Giza, right? Yes, that's on oh. the Giza Plateau. That's... Mm-hmm. Far, that's, that's south of Cairo for certain. Yep. What's the distance to get there? We have business in Cairo. Right. Uh, the, was it the um, Street of Jackals? Yes. My ears perk up at that. Oh, yeah. They have business at the Street of Jackals? Ah. Yes, now, uh, now you're beginning to see certain things. I think that's all that's here because we need to go to Kenya and Nairobi and... And Giza. And we need to see Warren Bessert. He was the one with the Street of Jackals. Right. Bessert, you're not necessarily by name familiar with, but the Street of Jackals you are familiar with. And then at some point there is a uh, a location out in the desert, I guess, that we're going to be visiting. Do they happen to sell a map at the front desk? Um, yeah, a traveler's map at best, yeah. Oh, that's enough. Okay. I grab one. As was mentioned, this is Esbakaya Gardens. Okay. And then here is the Shepherd Hotel. 
So Ezbekaya is an enormous garden in the middle of Cairo and has fountains and it has a very beautiful rivered area. This is what we would call a uh, more luxurious place in Cairo. This is where a lot of money is. There's multiple hotels here. It's where a lot of main travel thoroughfares reach through. Um, and it is also where Thomas Cook and Sons is, which is an international travel booking agency. Same people that book for the Orient Express. Um, for your benefit, Otto, mm-hmm. the Street of Jackals is far, far away. Yep. It is in an, a eastern portion of Cairo. It is in likely a very uh, tough neighborhood. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's almost on the edge of the desert right there. Yes. Yep. So you now know where they want to go, Otto. You'll have to uh, you'll have to make your uh, advisements therein. I will deal with that in the morning. <laughs> yes, of course. Why why deal with anything today? You can put off till tomorrow. It's not so much that. It's just that it's very, very, very late at night. And A, no one's going to the Street of Jackals at this time of night. I will advise them if they want some light entertainment. Uh, There's probably some jazz musicians playing at the French uh, club right there next to the hotel. Um, The banks are all closed right now, but uh, there's also the turf club a few blocks over. Mm Mm-hmm. I would suggest if they travel, don't travel alone. Travel in at least pairs. Yep. And we can, and I can immediately start looking for lodgings for them of a suitable sort. Okay. So you all bed down for the evening. It has been a very long day. Having gotten off the Mediterranean uh, in the mid-morning to afternoon, to having clothing shopped, the long tram ride here. Um the room service uh, at the Shepherd's Hotel is phenomenal should you choose to engage in it. Um, They have a lot of, um, quite frankly, European meals. They also have quite a few local choices as well, although they are tailored choices. So you are getting um, it through a specific lens. We'll just say that. I'm sharing a room with uh, Jack and the doctor, right? I would imagine you are, yes. Yeah, Yeah. most likely. Mm -hmm. So just... Obviously, like once we get into the room, I will, and and Audel has left. I will stop concealing my inner seethe, um, and will probably begin like meticulously going through all our things, making sure that everything is assembled and like cleaned and loaded and mad and sharpened <laughs> and mad. <laughs> clunk clank. Until I go to sleep. Does. The hotel have um, like a rooftop lounging area, like I know a lot of the places. No, in, you have you have Cairo. a private terrace okay. for your suite, but that's oh, about it. Fantastic! I'm out on the terrace with a drink, yeah, taking in the night air and watching the city of Cairo. <laughs> the room smells like gun oil. <laughs> I'm uh, probably on the terrace singing my devotional. Hmm. There is a beautiful sound from the terrace nearby. Is there a bar downstairs? A, a yes. massive one. No bars for you. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. The bar's alcohol. fine as long as you stay away from the yard. Yeah. No, you can't, can't touch that. I go down to the to the bar and just order okay. like a 
like a white wine. Or... Yeah, no, clearly. The, they are happy to take care of you in any way, shape, or form that they can. Uh, they offer you several different types uh, to choose from. Uh, some of you've heard, some you've heard, some you have not. I pick one that's a little bit sweeter, like mm. a. I don't even know if they, did they have Moscato back then. I'm certain. Yeah. I'm okay. certain they did. I wasn't alive then. They'll so. probably have some kind of fruit wine. So the evening is spent in a lot of different ways for each one of you, whether it be relaxation, whether it be forced relaxation through, um, we'll say a, a, um, a rather a punishing amount of cleaning and preparing or whether it be singing. But either way, two things arrive later that evening. One is the slightest rumble of thunder. You don't remember the last time it rained in Cairo, Adel. And when it rains that evening, the ground shakes. For you in the hotel, it is a strong enough storm to wake you from sleep. Lightning with crackles, rumbles. The only person it likely does not wake is Miss Lane, who is busy sleeping. Yet again. Aren't you? Am I? My rolling sand? You sure are. <laughs> Damn it. You're going to regret your curiosity. I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes! I got a 33 out of 44. Very good. So on the third attempt, you... Uh, finally have a reasonably sound sleep pattern. Do I remember anything? Oh, yes. You remember a very specific dream that you had recently and an opera house and an awful lot of fabric. And and the book. Do I remember the book? You do. That I brought back with me? You do now. Okay. When you wake from your sleep in the morning, you find it. In your luggage. Well, I'd seen it on the ship. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't read it then. You couldn't read it then. And it seems the two don't have the same title. So is the title back to... It's, is it still the symbol on the book? No, the symbol is gone now. And what's the title now? Is it the Imperial... No. Mm. The Imperial um, Dynasty is of America? America? No, nope, it, it is it, not. Is it the Imperial Dynasty of the World? No. Well, what's the title the... is, put simply, the King in Yellow. <sighs> they changed again. Now I can read it, though. You sure can. Okay. You and sure can. Don't, don't do it. Well, I had started trying to read it earlier. There's nothing wrong with it. It's perfectly fine. Yes. I'm able to open it now and, and take mm-hmm. a look and yeah. t- without nose bleeding and everything. Well, I mean, maybe we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, we'll slow down. But man. yeah, should, should you inspect the first few pages as you yes. wake, uh, it seems to be the detail of a play. So when morning arrives in Cairo, your guide has already arrived at the hotel. You're up before the sun, Otto, as any good citizen of Cairo is, yep. because you know as soon as the sun rises, so does the heat. Yep. Last night's storm offered a whole lot for the fields, uh, but the streets are already dry, uh, as you would expect. Well, first, first thing on my list before I head there mm-hmm. is... Uh, I know I have to get them permits, but I can't remember if I have to have them in person there to get the permits or not. Mm, I'm going to say you as an experienced dragoman could probably use your business acumen in the field 
uh, to be able to acquire them for uh, a nominal fee. Certainly. I will acquire three. Okay. And uh, in basis, they're they're basically going to license the user to have firearms within the within the country of Egypt. Yep. So you're only getting three. Well, he probably assumes that you two aren't carrying weapons. So uh, you acquire the permits for, say, we'll say a brief expenditure of about 10 Egyptian pounds. Okay. Um, But you have one for each of the men, and you're fairly certain that they'll hold up as long as they don't do anything... um, Too stupid. Too stupid, yeah. And we never do that. Now, when it comes to renting a a villa, because we don't have Airbnb... That would be more along the lines of there would be some companies involved in rental property. Yeah, likely it's not a company. Likely it's just people who own houses and land like landlords. Yeah. You would go to a, you know, um, rich uh, landholder and they would be able to lease off a piece of land or a, a house. Yep. Well, I wouldn't go because they probably wouldn't see me. They would not. No. But I know who to go see. Sure. You might hire an intermediary to do that for you. I think it's better if they just go themselves, but as long as I can give them the right direction to go in. Makes sense. And plus, I don't want to pay a middleman. Oh, no. Who does? Hounds don't grow on trees. No, probably not. And then I will head over to the hotel. Okay. So for those of you getting up at the hotel, uh, breakfast is had. You all do about your um, probably nominal morning activities, whether it be um, sunning yourself or whether it be reading strange plays, uh, perhaps preparing arms, um, having a good stiff drink to wake yourself up in the morning. Uh, That said, after breakfast and those are done, your guide appears again. Okay, he said something in a foreign language. I'm not sure what. <laughs> I assume it's good morning. It's uh, interesting weather I like had last night. That just does not seem common. No, no, rain is rain is not common this time of year. I will immediately head to Mr. Doyle. Okay. He's up and moving around. I took the liberty of acquiring these for you and the other gentlemen of the party. Uh, you'll need those, I think. And I uh, give him the weapons passes. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. permits for weapons, so. yep. firearms. That's fair. Oh, well. I'll give these to the rest of them when I am. <laughs> other than that, I have, I have someone for you to meet as far as acquiring lodgings. Okay. And if there's anything else you need from me, let me know. Absolutely. Well, um, I'm thinking I could go and set us up lodgings. Yeah. Well, you are dealing with first part of our business for today. Would you like to do that? Yeah, that would be fine. Just, just paperwork. I am, I am a doctor. I am knowing how to do this. Yeah. This should not be a problem. So if the doctor's going to go off and attempt to acquire a semi-permanent lodgings, what are the rest of the group going to do? Do you think you should be going by yourself in a city that we don't know and you may not speak Arabic? <laughs> oh, I, I assumed he was going with me. Oh, are you going with him, well, Mr. Czar? Uh, otherwise, I am not knowing how to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, I'll be going with him. Oh, all we have to do is get 
Show you on transportation, yeah. I'll uh, I'll bring the things as well so that we can inspect the grounds and make sure that they're up to snuff. I'm ready to get out of here anyway. I stand up. All you have to do is begin speaking Arabic now. Flawlessly. Flawlessly. <laughs> so you all move out? Yeah, let's, let's go investigate Cairo a little bit. It'd be nice to at least get uh, an idea of the city. Um, Have they left yet, Mr. Czar? And have they walked off yet? I don't believe so. Mr. Czar, is there any parts of the city that we should avoid? There are many parts of the city you should avoid. Do you have any suggestions of where we could maybe do a little sightseeing of the city? Like, just stay around the hotel is my assumption. Yes, most of most of the business that you will want to do is admirably centered within a few blocks of the hotel. Okay. I mean, just seeing the gardens would probably right. um, blow a few hours, honestly. I, yep. I, that that would be nice to go look at. Okay. I mean, we we have been on a ship, yes. freighter for four days. You have been on a freighter for four days, yeah. And Esba, fresh air. Esbakaya is a, a beautiful and splendid garden, and this is bound to be quite a change up from having gone through Italy just recently, which was depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so this Very, is at least mm-hmm. vibrant. So for those of you going to check on lodgings, Lonnie, you know of a a man who deals with property uh, all over Cairo. Uh, he is a bit of he's a bit of an eclectic man. He's not a local per se. He wasn't born in Cairo. Uh, he is uh, he uh, he's an American who's been here since uh, just after uh, World War One. Spent the uh, well spent the better part of the, the Egyptian revolution assisting the locals uh, and has basically kind of baked himself in with uh, the rest of the locals now who have accepted him as one his name is Duncan I will uh, uh, tell Mr. Doyle all about Duncan uh, what I know and he's a fellow American so you should get along with him famously absolutely uh, yeah, it sounds like he's an expat after World War One. Probably came overseas, did some fighting, and then basically decided that he didn't want to go home. Yeah, happens. Uh, you arrive at his rather reasonably decorated home. It's not really an estate; it's a home. And uh, you see that he is out front in a in a chair with a a bit of a uh, some sort of tent or banner over him to keep him out of the sun. Mm-hmm. He's having a nice drink, and he's relaxing. I will immediately take uh, and fall in behind. Take the take the lead. Sure. Guten Tag. Ah. Uh. Oh, Otto. He waves. Duncan. Oh, I'm a mutual friend, um, Otto here, as um, informed myself and my companions, not uh, not with me currently, that you perhaps have the means of renting us a house or leasing us a, a house or apartment. They're looking for lodgings here in Cairo. Indeed. Something a little more permanent uh, since a hotel. He sets out a glass and then another and then he pours something out of a pitcher into both of them. For you and uh, your friend. He points at Sam. Wunderbar. Otto, are you thirsty? Uh, no, I'm fine. Just offer, hand the glass to Sam. I'll take it and nod. 
It smells like tea. Okay. Watch him drink it before I drink it. Yeah, take a long drink of it. Really, really good. That is refreshing. There's a little little lemon in it. Mm. Uh, Wunderbar. We are not without uh, civilities here. It's nice to see that the sun has not baked the manners out of of Egypt, yeah. Can I tell you, I find the people of Egypt far more mannered than most Americans I know. I sit down at a chair next to him. I, I, having just been through Italy, I am telling you that so far Cairo has been walking since the cake park. (laughs) Indeed. What type of lodgings? What type of house? Something uh, with a bit of solitude, if you will, or at least uh, secure. Uh, We have been here for a little while, and we are wanting to have some solitude. Secure. Hmm. I see. Well, I own um, several pieces of property, one of which comes to mind. Uh, which has a, a couple of uh, the, it's three floors. Um, there is a, perhaps a good view of uh, some portion of the marketplace here. Although it is set back enough, uh, it is in a, a dead end, as uh, we would call it, yes? Ah, wonderful, yeah. Oh. And so the street stops there, so you could have a reasonable view that there is no uh, foot traffic through the street and that will help uh, have you... Uh, Give you a bit of a quieter picture. That is sounding perfect. All right, then. How many entrances? Two. I nod, impressed. <laughs> he smiles. Um, when your uh, associate here said secure, it changes the um, calculation. I, I know many, actually, who have come to me for very similar properties. They are looking for something to enjoy their time in Cairo with, but not be so worried about uh, snakes or um, other people who might decide to visit them in the middle of the night. Doc chuckles. I have never been one to be afraid of snakes, but uh, definitely would like to keep the visitors, the visitors, the visitors down to a bare minimum, if not at all. This property will afford you that quite easily. Sounds most acceptable. It's five pounds a week. Hmm. Easily done. You will have to attend to all of your own food and water needs. Although there is a well nearby that is reasonably uh, clean. Are you aware of any p- provisioners in the area that we could work with? I would direct you to your dragoman. Yep. I would know exactly where to go. I would not take business from a friend. How <laughs> do I'm sure it's more than capable of helping us with all of those supplies. Yes, he's a wonderful guide. It sounds this would be most acceptable. Is there a down, is there a, um, down payment that we must put on? And 20 pounds for the first month. Do I have that on me? Uh, probably. Okay. I count out 25. Okay. You, you count out 25 English pounds. Mm-hmm. And when you put them down, you realize that you're not sure if it's the same. <laughs> it's the same. I keep my hand on top of them. It should uh, be fine. Hmm. Yeah, we are just arriving, so we are not having time to convert our mummies yet. But I would see to it as soon as you could. Definitely. Uh, the but... uh, the clothes help, but the money will be unmistakable. Absolutely. Well, then, between gentlemen, slide the money towards him. This is, of course, all yours. He uh, 
doesn't initially pick it up. He leaves it there. Hmm. As if he's not worried about it. Right. I place my... I down the rest of my tea and then place the glass on top of the money. So it doesn't blow, blow away, away in the Cairo yes. breeze. <laughs> Why, uh... I do hope that uh, you have an opportunity to see the city and the sights beyond it. It is our hope that we will also be able to see the city. Um, you are knowing the city, yeah? Quite well. <laughs> Somewhat. What, uh, what are you knowing about the streets of the Jackals? I, I cough politely. <laughs> he raises an eyebrow. <sighs> well, I think if you were going to get directions... Um, oh, oh, no, not a, not a for directions. I, I turn to, you know, Aldo uh, 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 and be like, I, I, I apologize not to circumnavigate your uh, abilities. I am, I am just wondering if you had heard anything. I am hearing the phrase on the train before we are coming to Cairo, and I am wondering what it is or a place. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the street itself is... It is known to locals to be... A place of wares, uh, trades. It is a a portion of the markets here. It can be filled with opinions. Berlin has such a place where one can purchase almost anything if you are willing to pay the right price. Am I to assume that this is a similar place? Perhaps. Ha, <laughs> wonderbar. Thank you, Duncan, for your time. You have been most amiable. And should you need us, you will, of course, know where to call upon us. Really, I would simply ask, as I would ask anyone to please treat my home with the respect that has been given to you with. Absolutely. We would do, we would do dream of nothing else. Uh, he tips his hat to Duncan. And thank you for the tea. It was most refreshing. Good. Enjoy. He nods to you, Otto. I nod. He says in Arabic, please be careful with them. His Arabic is not great but it is is it's pretty good for an american yeah i i will reply back if they're asking about the street of jackals maybe i should be the one to be worried about <laughs> he, he laughs they have a word in arabic and he chuckles afterwards yep start heading back towards the i mentioned we're just on foot so mm-hmm. start, yeah. yeah start heading back i'm on my way i find a um any any gold sparkly spangly bracelet thing that catches my eye because I know the marketplace is full of them. It's not just the marketplace. It's literally people who are like selling things by hand. Yes, Alex. Uh, Oh, I was going to say um, we should probably hit the building first. And if you want, I can drop the stuff off and kind of give the place an inspection while you retrieve the others. Oh, yeah. That's more suitable. I'm knowing I believe in the hotel is up here this way. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it's this way. You're not uh, sure. I ask. <laughs> I ask Aldo. <laughs> yeah, this way. We're going to the hotel. Follow me. <laughs> well, I'm. Uh, and if I may make a suggestion, uh, one should not ask about places like the Street of the Jackals to just any. Ah. Understood. Uh, good piece of advice. Thank you. So, uh, it, upon inspection of the the home you've rented. Um, A couple of things are just naturally at first blush gettable. Um, The street is a dead end. It gives the the house is one of two that sit at that dead end. The other one seems abandoned or unrented. Uh, The ones that you have the key to now 
is a three-floor building. It's uh, not very deep, but it's tall. And while it isn't the tallest structure in the area, it does afford you a fair view of the streets and some of um, the rest of Cairo. Uh, Buildings, these buildings anyway, at least around here, are mostly between two to four floor structures, depending upon the families or the businesses that, that operate within them. From a, I guess, a, a security standpoint, Sam, what are you looking for? So the, a couple of things. I want to make sure that the, the ground floor doors are easy enough to secure and reinforce if necessary. And I want to find the room that gives me the broadest view of the approach. Mm-hmm. And that's where I will put my things. I will leave the rest of the luggage and gear kind of in the hallway where I'm guessing the other rooms are, however they're distributed. This is just like a house, right? Yeah, it's basically a house, yeah. I mean, most of the bedrooms are on the uh, second and third floor. The first floor is mostly just what what remains living space in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I will leave the, the, the remainder of the luggage on the second floor and kind of set up my... I was going to feel, just get a feel for the area, get a feel for the, the windows, identify potential points of entry, and see how easy the windows are to lock, how many there are. I'll just, like, like I said, I'll just get a feel for the place. Yeah. I would say the, the windows here are fairly simple to lock. The doors seem to not be as dry rotted as some of the other doors you've seen. It looks like at least the front and back doors seem to have been in, put, kept in good repair. It also looks like the there are bands and, and barring available on both of them. So if they needed to be, they could be shut and, and held fast. Doctor, if you and Otto want to go get the others, you don't have to stick around for this. I'll be here for a while. Ah, ah wonderful, Sam. Um, do be careful. And, of course. Um, we will return when the others get back and we have... I won't go anywhere. <laughs> I did not. It, it was not my worry. Uh, we will be back in a bit. Doc and Audel hit the streets. Okay. So as far as Espakaya Gardens are for the three of you, it is like walking through a small Egyptian palace almost. Uh, the gardens are all sorts of different types of Egyptian flora. And the small, like, pond and river that runs through the gardens, it feels like you've been transported back in time. Uh, Beautiful stonework. There's a um, a monument here. There are several other beautiful pieces of statuary that line the garden as well. Yeah, it's pretty tough for you, Jack. Except none of these will fit in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, You know what? I'm sure I can find some statuary Oh, yeah. Some of the markets. Yeah. And well, stuff. you've you've been triggered probably two or three times mm-hmm. along the way. You've just I mean, not had a quick moment to, you know, you're looking for the right piece. Right, right. I mean, like the damn entire country is all statuary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about that. Um, so, I suppose the takeaways from the garden are this: um, it is pretty well manicured, it is well kept, and there is almost a. Um, there's almost a facing that's been done to it, right? It's almost as if someone has made it look nice for Europeans to come visit it. There's definitely that feeling to it. Um, because it sits in the middle of a 
big area of town that basically caters to Europeans. And so while it is wonderful and while it is exotic, um, the people who walk here, including yourselves, are mostly white. Yeah, it's not exactly uh, soaking in the local culture. Uh, no, there. I mean, there are locals here for certain. Um, and the two and the three of you are um, approached in some ways about buying food or, you know, uh, potentially trinkets, that sort of thing. You, you do find small pieces of statuary that people were selling. Um, so you, you do end up spending a little money, Jack. It's unavoidable. Oh, I can't help it. But you now have a little cat statue. Another one. Uh, another, another one. one. <laughs> well, you needed a set. You need to. to you a need set. a set. set. Yes. Different sizes. I, I have like three different bast ones right, in right. my living room right now. Right. Honk if you love Isis. I do have <laughs> only one bast in my my room, but there's time. Uh, so the, the doctor and Otto return to the hotel and uh, eventually come across the rest of you. Uh, as you've uh, probably taken some time to get out of the sun as it's now getting closer towards noon. off mopping his brow with a handkerchief <laughs> and we have procured lodgings oh, uh, excellent yes it is actually quite a quite an interesting place yeah uh, three stories uh, uh, Sam is there now he is getting our things set up um, it seems like it will be nice and secure and we should not have too many varies it is um, five pounds a week and I have put 20 down so far so okay. I mean it is you know just to letting you know. Also, apparently, we need to be careful about using the terms Street of Jackals around this town. I'm because shocked. Even asking about it apparently in the wrong places, well, uh, it's, it is not as good as it would be. Well, do you, do you remember why we're here and why we're looking for these things? I vaguely. I, <laughs> we, we learn so many things. So since we're renting... This house for five pounds a week. I'm a, yeah. I'm assuming that we will need to um, cook our own meals. Oh yeah. yeah. So we uh, should probably go to the market at some point. Yeah. Yes. I'll leave that to me. Yeah. Oh. Adol has been kind enough to uh, offer his services in such a manner. You're going to cook? Well, he's going to procure. <laughs> it's going, huh. I, I, I'm sure we could probably get some local help. That you. Well, I, I, I do know how to cook myself, so... What? Do you? I do. I'm... When did you learn that? Well, our our cook at home taught me some her, her basic book, meals. Her book before this was to serve man. Ex yeah. <laughs> That's uh, different. Apparently preparing for my, my future husband and, you know... I am totally picturing you as a typical homemaker. Oh yes, Lillian. That's that's it's on my list of things to do. Mrs. Um, no, Doyle. but our, our home chef did teach me some recipes. You um collectively then gather and return to the house that you've rented. Well, we'll have to check out of the hotel. Um, I mean, your your dragoman can do that oh, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have people. You do now. He is one of your people. New lodgings for those of you who are just seeing it for the first time. Uh, it is it is a significant step down <laughs> from Shepherd's Hotel. It is a little quieter, in some in a good way, and maybe some in a bad way. Like this street looks a little abandoned, but it's a it's a dead end. I mean, if if there's people watching the place, it'll be a lot easier to see them. That's very true. Uh, Sam, the rest of the group arrives. 
Yeah, at this point, I am probably I probably got water boiling from the well, and I might actually be. So I was hoping to be able to kind of um, catch their approach from the new perch that I would erect on the roof. Once I kind of have some water boiling in whatever pot happens to be available, I would probably go up on the or see how hard it is to get up on the roof and set up what amounts to, you know, if and when if and when we are assaulted. If I need to murder a bunch of people in the street, this is the position I'm going to do it from. And I'm going to watch from my friends from that spot and see how seems, far I can. Seems very specific. Um, <laughs> to so, see if you can murder them from that spot. Yeah, <laughs> so a couple of things, right? So the um, the roof here is definitely used regularly. It is where likely they hang their linens, given the fact that they'll be up in the sun and in the wind. And so, so it's flat? Easy roof access. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, that means yeah, there's a ledge most, too. Oh, this is great. Yeah, most buildings in, in Egypt will be uh, flat. Yep. Yep. There's a slight ledge, um, probably no more than you know uh, a couple of feet, but there is a, a ledge enough for you to. It, pitched roofs are for places where it rains. I mean, <laughs> I can. <laughs> I, I have. I have a place to get leverage for my rifle up here. This is great. Oh yeah, and seeing their approach is really simple. Um, they're not the only people on the street, but. Eventually, as they get closer and closer and closer to the house, they are the only people coming this far. But yeah, they arrived. Hey, can I see him up there? Mm, yeah, I mean, you can make a, a spot and roll hard requirement. Just wondering. It'd be nice to know how hard it will be. And yes, uh, 4,699. Yeah, no, you can see that there's somebody up there, but given the sun, you're not sure who it is. You assume it's Sam, but given the size, but, but, uh, I mean, I mean, if Jack's looking at me, I'll wave. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you see that Doyle spots you. But it's good to know how hard it is to see somebody up there. Yeah, absolutely. You inspect the house relatively mm-hmm. quickly. It doesn't have a ton in the way of additional furnishings, but you each have a bed. You each have a place for your clothes. It looks secure enough. It looks quiet. That's probably the, the best part. I excuse myself to go grocery shopping while they're exploring their rooms. Sure. And I go to the nearby market and pick yeah. up some rice and vegetables. and No more than a few blocks away. Yep. Easy enough to to handle. You get uh, some, some important items. While he's gone, I ask the group, um, those that are in the vicinity, um, should we, since he's our guide for as long as we are here, should we ask Mr. Zarif if he wants to stay with us? Is there room? It is probably not a terrible idea. I might be. Yeah, I agree. It might be uh, more convenient that way if he's interested. Right. I don't. I, I don't want to. Obviously, we're not force him, but just offer him because then. I am certain he is having his own place, but um, perhaps he is wanting to stay here. Yeah, I don't, I'm not knowing. Um, but we could ask. But we should watch him. Yeah, you know, just okay. in case. There's two things I would I would ask that you bear in mind. I mean, I'm not saying to not do it, but we did choose to do this so that we didn't necessarily endanger or involve anyone else specifically. Um, the other thing is we. I mean, we don't really know this fellow at all. Right. Also true. Perhaps we or, perhaps we hold off on that until we have a better idea. 
or who his friends or enemies are, is, I guess is right. really more what I'm getting at. Oh, yeah. Until we are certain we can trust in him. And it yeah. might not be a bad idea at some point if we uh, can find out more information about him. Huh. Speaking of enemies, Jack, the room below me also has pretty good uh, vision of the street, so. Oh, good. good. Otto, you return with the food. Mm-hmm. I immediately begin uh, storing it away in the pantry. He comes in with like a, you know, a selection of foodstuffs. I go in the kitchen and ask if he needs help. Oh, no. This is easy. Um, will there be anything else you need today? I'm actually putting together a list. Uh, doctor? Yeah? Could you come with me for a moment? I want to make sure that we can find you a reasonable workspace here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I am thinking as we walk out of the room, perhaps it is best if uh, Maeve takes a room on the top floor. Um, it would afford the best, re- best reading light, which is she is going to need. Um, There's plenty of rooms to choose from, sure. But um, placing to work outside. Are you? Are you mean for work? Work? Yeah. Um, well, so if I'm thinking like, so I'm we're looking around the the place. If I if it were dragging somebody bleeding through the front or back, what would be the best place to bring them? Dining room table. Yeah, I mean clearly this this you want to create as less mess in the house as possible. So likely yes, the dining room table. This this place right here would be more than sufficient. I could perform any number of sections of that table would be not a problem. I add I add tarps to my list. Okay, that's fair. There was a uh, discussion earlier about this street of jackals. Is that something we're going to pursue? Yes. Yeah. During the daylight, yes. We think so, right? Mm. And uh, at some point we're going to want to uh, start tracking down any information about where the uh, Carlisle expedition was. That's why we need to get Warren Bessert. Well, yes. that, well, that and maybe like mu- local museums and uh, that kind of stuff. That's, I was actually thinking of looking up local museums, and there's no such thing. So there, there are there is a Cairo museum here. We can talk about it later. Mm. Um, because everything is outside of Cairo. They, they took it out of Cairo, uh, correct? Many things, yes. yes many so. things have been taken out of Cairo. Mm-hmm. It does not mean that there is not a Cairo museum. There is. Uh, the, the question is more is who is it curated by? Right. All museums are British, British museums. Well, <laughs> I mean. It's not part of the Penhue Foundation, is it? I mean, I couldn't possibly say. But, uh, the ways here are the Queen's ways. The Penhue Foundation uh, does have... Uh, that you're aware of, all aware of. Uh, it, it does have people here in Egypt. They are uh, supposedly digging. That would be the Clive expedition. Correct. Um, but right, that we want to go to. Yes. <laughs> we have to go to the Street of Jackals first. Well, yeah, because yeah, it's in Cairo. But then we go to Giza. <laughs> I'm just, I'm giving well, Mike shit. Giza's like right outside of Cairo. Yeah, it's not. And you that can see far. the pyramids from downtown. Uh, you can Cairo. run for it. See, you wanted to see the pyramids. I don't, you're going to lead them to the street of jackals, likely against your better judgment. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not real happy with this. Uh, who exactly is planning on going? It, you're, it, it appears like all of them are. Yeah, I don't, I don't imagine, yeah, I don't imagine anybody's going to be left behind here. That's going to be interesting. So for your knowledge, Otto, the street of jackals is, uh, part of the, uh, an edge of the bazaar. 
and it's called the Street of Jackals because of the tight quarters, the sheer number of people, and also because there are certain things found in those streets that maybe are not found other places. And that could be hashish, that could be opium, that could be uh, potentially flesh trade. I was going to suggest that the men go or some of them and not us because we're going to stick out in a situation like that. It's fine. I've got a book to read. Whatever you want to do. Just let me know who's going. I I don't want to, in a situation like that, I don't want to draw any more attention, whether I believe that I'm independent enough to do it. No, no. But but it's important here to clarify that that information is for Otto. None of you know enough about the Street of Jackals to make that determination. The only thing you have is what I told the doctor. Right. I'm Well, okay, I guess like my thought is reading anything on Egypt that women aren't usually found in, you know, other than going to like get vegetables and... No, no, no. It's... No, women, women are in the marketplace as well. It's not uncommon for women to be in the marketplace. It's more of where in the marketplace you're at. Like the flesh? Yeah. <laughs> well, in 20s, Egypt is a little bit more that they're starting. Well, from what I was reading, they're a little, some of the women are a little bit more liberal than. Yeah. So right now, um, as far as that goes, right, there is a section of um, women groups, especially theater groups that are pressing very hard for much more um, a recognition and equality. Much to the chagrin of some of their male counterparts, obviously, but the women of Cairo are very, very strong. They are very opinionated and they are likely not to back down uh, in public well, then. At least in this current age. The fundamentalism stuff that happens later on is different. Um, but, but, um. Then, then, yeah, I guess all of us will want to go. Yeah, you'll, you'll fit right in. Egyptian women are not to be cowed. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not how, that's not what happens. Yeah, they played a huge role in, uh, um, the revolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's what gets them upset about not being involved in parliament. But basically what happens is, is they help the, the Egyptian revolution actually go down. And then when the the sultanate is dissolved and he's a king and parliament is formed, women are locked out of parliament and they openly protest. Well, I know all that. Which makes but... sense. I mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And that would be public knowledge. Right. Okay. So I'll go. So the Street of Jackals, you find it in a steamy state. The back and forth movement of the people here alone generates quite a bit of heat. Whether it be the friction on the road, whether it be the back and forth of the marketplace interactions. The toughest part for most of you is just accounting for the sheer number of people that you're around. And in a tactical sense for both Sam and likely Jack, this is a a minefield. Because you are, you're literally pressed sometimes together. 
as a group and other people are far closer than you're used to. Uh, and so you're having to work through that. Your guide is doing his best to keep you moving. But like any marketplace, sometimes the school of fish goes left or right, or sometimes it stops. And there's always vendors jumping out to try and, uh, especially with foreigners. Foreigners don't really get over on this side of town very often. Yeah, you don't see a lot of European tones, that's for sure. I'll be probably shuffling from the rear to make sure that everybody's kind of staying in sight. Basically that no one is getting too close. Mm-hmm. You are looking for Farrar Najjar. That is what the evidence that you've collected along the way. He is supposed to be here at the Street of Jackals. And so my question to you, Otto, is are you inquiring with anyone nearby? You know that they're here at the Street of Jackals. You don't know why yet. And so as you arrive kind of in the street and moving on the street, you're be- beginning to be at a bit of a loss because you brought them here and now... Yeah, I don't know why they. I'm here. So, and I, and I look uh, quite pointedly at uh, Mr. Doyle. You say you're looking for someone? Yes, we, uh, we have questions for him. Very pointed questions. Who are you looking for? Faraz Nijar. Uh, from the letter in, in Jackson Elias' possession, um, you know that he had a shop on the street of Jackals. Uh, it's in the old city, which is where you're at now. Uh, narrow alleys and quite packed and dark streets even in this high sun uh, you have a shop in the alleys I will uh, head over to one of the uh, places in the market <laughs> and see if anybody's heard of uh, Faraz Najam because that name doesn't ring a bell with me it does not uh, so after a little bit of asking around one of the uh, shop owners points a, a rather bony finger down towards one of the alleys here. Uh, it's pretty tight, but yeah, there there are a few shops down that way, it looks like. And um, you hear him intone a prayer to Allah when you mention the name of the shop owner. Yeah, about what I expect. Uh, I will uh, start shepherding my my uh, crew that way. Okay. Each of you feel at least a pair or two of eyes on you as you slink down this tight alleyway. And after about 20 or 30 paces, the din of the actual street of jackals slips away. And there is just the hum of the local life here. And you come to a very burned building. Hmm. A husk of its former self. We didn't do it yet. How recently has it been burned? It's been burned for some time, it looks like. And it's telling also... Otto, that mm-hmm. no one chose to rebuild here. I mean, sh- shops burn. It does yeah. happen. Fires do happen. But usually what happens is is that the detrius is removed 
and that something new is brought in. Yeah, nothing's been put here. That's troubling. I'll look at the shop, and then I'll look at them. Let's go inside. Yeah, Doc's already slipped inside. <laughs> Can I make a spot hidden before we go in? Yeah, sure. And as far as slipping inside, there is nothing to slip into. It is literally like a 30 by 30 space. Open frame. That is open framed and burned. Like you could step over the barrier or the small bit of uh, wall that is still remaining. I'm uh, looking for symbols etched into anything, sure. anything on the ground. Spot hidden. And then go ahead, Lonnie. What are you looking for? I am looking for people looking at me Okay. as as my group approaches. Doc's trying to figure out what that heady, skunky smell is that he keeps getting in the air. 62 <laughs> out of 75. Um, you don't see any symbols right away. 33 out of 55. Um, you do notice that there is a woman across the street. It looks like a, a shop owner. She deals in, um, it looks like common uh, trinkets and, and perhaps some jewelry pieces. Um, but she's looking at you and at the group. She seems very worried. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna poke around, see if uh, I can find anything. Yeah, go ahead. Can I roll to see if I notice that woman looking yeah, sure. at our group? Sure, go right ahead. 48 out of 99. Uh, there's nothing here. Things have been picked through. Um, The burned out husk of this building looks like it's been burned for several years. Um, I get an 87 out of 88. No. Okay. Sam? I think it's pretty clear that something happened here that spooked the locals. Um, Can I do psychometry on the building to see the history of the building? Sure. You're going to touch it, Morgan? I'm going to touch it and just see if I can see what happened to the people that just, were in the building just, and the history of it. And just you're... rub your face all over the building. Follow the building in its <laughs> sensitive areas. So the first Probably. thing you need to do is roll. Is roll. Okay. You have a psychometry roll. To I me. do. You know, you say this place is cursed and then she goes and touches things. Mm-hmm. You're worse than the doctor. <laughs> hey, I told all y'all quit touching the stuff. Um, I get a 59 out of 50, but I will spend the nine luck to hit my mark. Certainly. To make sure that you go crazy. Yes. To make sure your yes. brain doesn't leak out of your nose like so, toothpaste. The nice part about psychometry is it actually doesn't cost her any sand to use. So that is super helpful. Uh, you need to, is it a D6? Um, I, I, magic I, points that gets used? Yes. Yeah, spend five magic. So you you place your hands on the burned pieces of wood and begin to center yourself. Roll me a d10. I get a a 10. Okay. So um, you begin standing there and touching this burned piece of shop. So it's going to take you 10 minutes, but I'll get back to you. Okay. Otto, are you um, addressing this woman? Are you going to speak with her? Um, yeah, I'm going to go over to her, mm-hmm. and I'm going to bid her a good good day. She says good day. Uh, what happened here? She bows her head and, and asks Allah for mercy before speaking to you. And she says a terrible, a terrible demon came. Demon? 
a demon came one day to this building and with only hatred in its heart burned and raised the building it did not stop many of us in the street saw it shout kill kill the owner kill it was hideous the owner we i believe lived he he no longer he, he is no longer near he has a different shop somewhere else in the city on i believe on amongst the street of pottery he has taken residence it's a it's a street it's a street and area you know yeah I just know that the demon descended from the sky and ripped open the building before setting it ablaze. Your your friend there, she should not touch the building. I'm trying to remember the specific verbiage that, that she, what was it she asked me? Can you touch things and see where they've been? Or can you touch things and see their history? Like there was a question she was asking me. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was, can you touch things in something, something? I don't remember what the actual, what she actually asked me. Uh, I'm just gonna stand here and watch her touch this thing. Is she like entranced? Does she have her eyes closed? Is she? Yes, and yes, and yes. I'm still looking for. There are no symbols, um, but the fire that burned this building clearly was exceedingly hot. And you also find it a little strange that no locals have rebuilt here, especially given the packed nature of this street. Yeah, but I also remember the sounds familiar. So is the whole ground burnt around it too? Mm hmm. Let's see. There's this place in the forest where so a supposed party died with the same kind of description. Interesting. You know, it's even crazier than that. There was a, a building that burned in uh, New York that uh, nobody decided to build on after it was burned down, too. That is also true. And Lillian, the stone here sends your mind in a different direction. The emotions here are the mo- some of the most intense form of hatred you have ever felt. It feels like opening a blast furnace of emotions, continuing to, to be in tune and touch this place. It, you see a face, a figure, a man working in this shop just for a few moments. And then you see the, the windows of the shop melt. Not shatter, melt. The door sets ablaze, and as this creature coalesces inside the shop, it walks towards the back. It almost stalks its prey. And as it continues down the aisles of the shop, objects nearby are set ablaze just by the sheer temperature that this thing gives off. Do I see what the creature looks like? It looks like a walking figure of fire. And he's, or it, is going after the man, the shopkeeper? It does. Do I get any feelings from the shopkeeper? Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like as in extreme terror? Fear and terror, yes. And you see this um, figure of fire swat his face. And he cries out in pain before pushing a shelf over towards it and fleeing the building. So the man has been burned in the f- in the face then. It does appear that way, yes. So that will make him stand out. But did they did the creature say anything to him? No, there were no words uttered. All the entity does after he 
the man, the shopkeeper, escapes, it seems to almost wriggle and boil itself to the point where the only emotion that floods out is this pure, strong sense of frustration. And it pops. And when it does, the entire building is engulfed. The roof comes off, the whole thing. Well, at least I know what the man looks like now, because I'll be able to remember that. Um, those of you who are close enough to Lillian to see uh, her standing almost vigil near this portion of the shop, you see her sweating a lot. Well, having seen her do this before, I'll go stand next to her in case she collapses. Okay. Eventually the vision fades. You get what you need from the shopkeeper, Otto. Yep. I, I start to head back over and I look at what I'm seeing. Uh, this woman's acting very strange. Yes. She's almost having a... Perhaps she's having a moment. Maybe maybe what it is, Otto, maybe she knew someone here. Maybe perhaps she knew the shop owner. I will offer Lily in my canteen. I've snapped out of it. I'm assuming you are snapping out of it, yes. Can I make an occult roll? For? She's acting strangely. I don't think it's. I don't think it's enough for you to. Okay. That, that's a. That's a real big leap of logic you're talking about making there. It's a moment. Now, if like someone was like on the floor, like drawing symbols, then yeah, absolutely, we can make some, you know, reasonable leaps. But but but. I haven't way. caught her being a witch yet. I will also dump some of the water onto my kerchief, and I will offer both to Lillian and say, "Welcome back." I take it. Thank. Thank you. Um. Just I feel a little bit of I feel quite fatigued after that um probably a little peak in the uh, you know well or flushed yeah maybe pale I don't know um so I wipe my forehead and take some a drink of the canteen um so I know I know what the man looks like now that ran the shop and he's now burned down one side of his face from the creature that that entered it. Um, the creature, I have no idea what it was. Now, can I roll a cult? You can roll listen first to see, you, to see if you overhear it. No, I'm still big, pretty big leap logic. <laughs> I was going to say when she started kind of talking, I was going to see where Otto was and start heading him off. 40 out of 40. Okay, so <laughs> what you get is something about the shop owner being burnt. You don't get a ton of that because what gets in the way of most of the sound is Sam. <laughs> who kind of steps in the way. Lillian's having a bit of a problem with the heat. You're going to have to give us a minute. Give her some space. What uh, What did she have to say? Oh, gesture to the shopkeeper. She says a demon came and burned the shop down. That's preposterous. <laughs> I'll take a swig of my canteen. Hey, hey can I hear that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A, a demon, really? 42 under 47. Yeah, you hear him say that the lady across the street said that the demon mm-hmm. came and burned the shop down. Yeah, so apparently the woman across that very low. Very, yeah. very low. <laughs> so apparently the uh, woman across the street said a demon came down and burned down the shop. Well, she's not wrong. It, it was on fire. Like, it was just nothing but fire. And it walked So what did the cops say? Like, <laughs> <laughs> This is again to Otto, sorry. When I see, you won't see a policeman here. Mm. That's very true. I'm going to look at Lillian. 
Um, if it's the same thing I think it is, we have a scroll to uh, summon one. I don't want to summon it. <laughs> I'm Doctor, just saying. you return with a fair amount of hashish. Fantastic. <laughs> um, your uh, spice lady had it. Oh, oh, that means this is all connected then. Fantastic. <laughs> how, how are we doing back there? <laughs> Everything's great. Boring conversation anyway. Right. <laughs> nothing. Uh, nothing about demons. You, you know, let's not. Uh, let's not talk about this on the street. Why don't we? Uh, <laughs> should we head back to? Yeah, there's nothing else here. Excited? Well, yeah, unless we can find out where this guy went. That's true. It, we need. It, we you hear what Maeve says? Well, the lady says that he's over on the street of pottery now. Yo. Oh, how far is that from here? Um. It's probably a 15-minute or so walk. It's a little bit nicer of a neighborhood. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a lot less creepy. The Street of Potters, as it is called, is uh, in also in the Old City, but it's uh, close to um, uh, Khan, the uh, Khan El Kali uh, Bazaar, one of the bigger bazaars of Cairo. Yeah, much more respectable. Oh, yes. Well, uh, I say we go there and see if we can find him. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Just, just in case the group continues to need to talk, I will continue to distract Audel with my list. Um, and, you know, I start inquiring as to, so where did one acquire this? I go over, like, the tarps, the first aid supplies you might need to replenish, anything that the doctor might need, a list of herbs, spices, holistic remedies, and things to fill my chemistry kit. Poison. I mean, he does... He Those does. will literally be steps away. Yeah. I'll uh, tap Sam... Be like, we're going to have a house meeting when we get home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get to the Street of Potters, and it actually is not terribly difficult to find a Nizar shop, as it is labeled. And in English, there is a sign above that says Curios. Hmm. Well, I probably don't have a problem reading any of the signs. Uh, there's also a sign in French. No, actually, you don't, actually. So in... Uh, uh, you clearly see his name, right? Farrar, uh, Faraz Najjar in Arabic. You read it uh-huh. immediately. You're like, oh, that's his shop right there. Oh, hey, it's right there. And that's when you notice that she reads Arabic. Yep. Uh, also in French, uh, it appears that it's an antiquity shop. Hmm. Oh, we haven't had good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> The question I have is who is going inside? Oh, I'm going inside. Oh, I got to knock over some shelves. <laughs> <laughs> well, just watch your ass. Well, whatever, whatever bad occasions you had in an antique shop, you. I'm sure the antique salesman had a much worse time. We are going to get to this shop next episode. And so as you stand in front there on the street of Potters, in front of this antiquities shop, uh, you can see that the, the door is open clearly. And there is a voice inside already beckoning you in to inspect what wonders Cairo can offer. And we want to thank you again for your listening ears. Good night. Good night.